Hey there, are you a spiritual seeker looking for the perfect way to blend your physical, spiritual, emotional, and mental health and well-being practices? Maybe you already have an interest in yoga or astrology or want to learn more about yoga's sister science, Jyotish, or Vedic astrology? Well then, I'm super glad you're here, and I'd like to extend you a very warm welcome to the Yogi Scopes podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Holbrook. I'm a yoga teacher and a Vedic sidereal astrologer, meaning I use the sidereal zodiac, so some of the signs might be different from what you're used to. To get a free copy of your sidereal birth chart, please visit my website, yogiscopes.com slash chart. Now let's get started. Glad you're here. Hello and welcome to your Yogi Scope, your yoga horoscope for Mars retrograde for the end of 2022 into 2023. So this episode is going to be jam-packed with a lot of stuff, but as always, if it seems too much in the weeds or confusing or jargony to you, I will finish the episode rounding everything out, telling you what it's a what this usually when I do so when I do the monthly outlooks which will be coming next week we'll have a November monthly outlook I'll tell you like what it's a good month for a bad month for and as always every episode I tell you yoga practices to work with the energy as well as some journal prompts so this is more than a month long thing happening this this Mars retrograde um it's going to we're really going to be talking about what Mars is doing from now until next March, because that's when, that's the amount of time Mars will spend retrograde and then moving back over the portions of the sky, the signs that it retrograded through. So that's the amount of time from now, October, uh, really like it started moving into the retrograde zone, the, the portions of the signs that it's going to retrograde through, Starting next week, it start, the retrograde starts October 30th. It moved into um, Taurus where it will spend some of its retrograde like in early September. So this is like a whole six month long thing. This is just a Mars special. So it'll also serve as like, you know, we're going to talk about what Mars represents, how to spot it in your birth chart, like areas of your life that might be affected and all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be jam packed with info, sit with it, listen to it a couple times. Um, if you need to, because this is something that's happening over a long period of time. And I want to tell you like everything about it, but then as always, I'll finish round out the episode with just giving you a quick synopsis because I know it's going to be a lot, um, but I hope it'll help learn something about Mars and what it represents and um, know what to look out for. And because this is something that's taking so long to happen, you can listen to it more than once and refer back to it. Um, yeah, so here we go. Let's get into it. So this is funny, y'all. I just paused and looked down at my notes um, and I just said Mars entered Taurus in September and that's wrong. This is why I, I keep notes and I don't even keep these dates in my head because it's a lot of stuff. I just have a general, like, I was like, yeah, it was fall. It was when it was warmer outside than it is now. It was like a little while ago. Uh, it was actually August 10th that Mars entered Taurus. So as always, I'm going to tell you the dates that this stuff happens or will be happening so that if you want to refer back to it and write it down, you certainly can. But also FYI, um, these things are in the Yogi Scopes planner that's available 
in the membership, which actually you can't sign up for the membership right now. You can sign up for the wait list. You can go to yogiscopes.com slash wait list to get into the membership. Um, and then they will also be in the planner for next year when that releases. We're right now pencil in. It's free for members, but there will also be a drop-in um, 2023 planning party where the 2023 Yogi Scopes planner will be released. And so you can have these all written down and I'll also email them out to the newsletter um, or maybe you want to just write them down and have them in your head. But I'll tell you the dates. So so this episode is going to be full of like just stuff that you might want to write down and then we'll talk about um, what that might mean. So on August 10th of this year, Mars moved into Taurus. And then on August 27th, it moved into the nakshatra of Rohini in Taurus. So we're going to talk about the nakshatras too, not just the signs, because as I mentioned on an earlier episode, Mars is spending from September 23rd. That's when Mars entered Mergashira, which is where it's going to, is where it is now. And it will begin its retrograde in Mergashira, the nakshatra of Mergashira. Um, and it will retrograde through Mergashira all the way until December 4th is when it retrogrades back into Rohini. Um, and then it will kind of spend the rest of its retrograde time in Rohini until it goes direct on January 12th. And then it will move back into Mergashira again on February 24th of next year, 2023. And then it finally enters Gemini again on March 12th. And so I didn't actually put down the date when it enters, um, when it leaves Gemini or when it leaves, um, Mergashira again after March 12th, because that's kind of far off. We'll worry about it when we get there. But the point is the point of knowing like when it's changing signs and nakshatras during this retrograde is if the energy shifts slightly, those dates could mark some slight energy shifts, but also, um, to get a more idea of stuff that might be coming up during like while Mars is in Taurus, you might think back to while Mars was in Taurus, um, when it was direct. And then, so next year, next January, when Mars goes direct again, it will be in Taurus. Some of the same themes, um, it'll be kind of a chance to revisit those areas of your life, like where, like where Taurus is in your chart. Um, or anything that Taurus kind of signifies, which we'll talk about in just a moment. Like when Mars goes direct there, um, it'll be a chance to kind of like do better related to those things. So if you think back to August and sort of like early September, what was coming up uh, for you, January will be a time to kind of revisit and do those things better. So here's the thing about retrogrades in general retrogrades are a time when the planet appears to move backwards in space. So everything in astrology is based on not where the planets physically are in space. It's where they are from our perspective on earth. So from earth where we are, because you know, these, this, uh, science, if you will, was invented when, we collectively thought Earth was the center of the universe, right? doesn't matter. Um, the point is, if you envision the sky, is the backdrop is all of the signs. And the signs rotate around Earth, too, from our perspective. And then the planets move around from our perspective. I mean, they are literally moving around in space. But what happens when a planet appears to go retrograde, it's not going backwards in space. It's still continuing on its elliptical orbit of the sun. 
but from our perspective, it looks like it's going backwards on what's called the ecliptic. And I have, so if you want to hear um, a really smart friend of mine talk about the astronomy behind astrology, I have an episode on my other podcast called The Science of Light about that. If you go to my link in bio on any of my social media platforms, or it's also always linked in the show notes, you can just find the link that says link in bio. There's a link on my link in bio that says astrology versus astronomy. And that's the podcast episode you can listen to if you want to hear dive more deeply into the astronomy of this stuff. But basically, from an archetypal perspective, because that's where anything from astrology comes from is we kind of think about the astronomy of it, or um, what it appears what appears to be happening from our perspective. And so if you think about what is happening or appearing to be happening with a retrograde, a planet is moving backwards over a portion of the sky that it has already moved through. And all the planets move at their own pace. So here's the thing about Mars. It takes approximately two months to move through a sign. So it's kind of like, I would say like a medium speed moving planet. because So like the sun, Mercury, and Venus all roughly move through, take about a month to go through a sign, give or take. And so throughout the course of the year, the sun, Mercury, and Venus will go through all the signs every year, right? And so that's kind of, that kind of parallels the seasons really nicely. Um, and we can see that. And then there's slower moving planets like Saturn takes two and a half years-ish to move through one sign. It will retrograde like two to three times during that period. Um, and so it takes like 30 years ish for Saturn to move through all of the signs to come back to, um, it's starting, well, it's like 28 years to come back to its starting point, 30 years to move through all 12 signs completely. And so Mars takes two years. So it's like, it's twice as long as, you know, the ones that move about once a month. So, so it's just interesting to see how those cycles might line up. So we're going to talk about the last time Mars went retrograde and the last time it was in Taurus so that you can also maybe think about what was happening in your life at those times to see if those same themes are being brought up now by this retrograde through Gemini and Taurus. So FYI, Mars is in Gemini right now. It moved to Gemini on October 15th, which is last Saturday, not last Saturday, but the one before. Um, I'm recording this on a Tuesday, which is also the day of the eclipse, which is also ruled by Mars, Tuesday is. Um, so anyway, I meant to get this episode out sooner, but here we are, such is life, better late than never, right? Because it's not even retrograde yet, and it will spend a long time retrograde, so... I didn't say this already because I can be all over the place sometimes. It begins its retrograde, Mars does, on October 30th, Sunday. So, um, and it will be retrograde all the way until January 12th. So if you only remember two dates, just know those two. And it might also help to know where Gemini and Taurus are in your chart. And FYI, if you don't know, you can get your Vedic birth chart on my website. You go to yogiscopes.com slash chart. Or you can just um, go to yogiscopes.com and search it. And it's also always linked in the show notes. And FYI, if you're not sure, um, it should be pretty easy because I switched to a different chart calculator on my website that says um, it has little abbreviations for the, the signs instead of the numbers. So that's a little bit easier to interpret. But also, if you've gotten the chart decoder, 
that pops up. Like if you go to my website, it's a pop up. Uh, Maybe I'll turn that off soon, but maybe I won't. Um, so if you already have it, it can be annoying because you have to close it out every time. But, um, so if you get that chart decoder, it can help you figure out which house that is, which houses those are for you. Um, and then we'll talk about some, some of what the house significations are. But I also want to point out if you are ruled by Mars in any way, or if you are more under the influence of Mars in, in several, I'll list the ways so that you can look and see if you are, um, this is going to be more impactful for you. So if you are a Aries or Scorpio ascendant, that could be one, one way because both of those signs are, um, ruled by Mars. If you're under a Mars Dasha, a planetary period, and if you want to find out your Dashas, so when you get the chart decoder, um, you get access, you get an email afterwards with the decoder that you can download. It's a worksheet. And then you also get access to a different chart calculator that is more complicated. And the reason I did it that way, it used to be, I had this more complicated chart calculator just on my website for anybody to use. Um, but people were telling me it was confusing. So I switched back to the more simple one and this more complicated one is cool I think it goes well with the chart decoder. That's what I actually made the chart decoder for was to try and make that one less confusing. Um, And then so you'll have you'll get an email shortly after you sign up and get the chart decoder download. Or if you got it a while ago and you lost the email or couldn't find it, just hit me up. Um, Find any email for me in your email and reply to it and I can send it to you again. So you can log in and get access to this um, more complicated, uh, more in-depth chart calculator on my website. It's behind a login wall. So you will have made a login. You will have gotten sent an automatic password and you either have to go find that password again or if you changed it when you signed up. Um, and do that, but I can also reset your password for you if you need, but that's how you can find out what Dasha you're in without having to book a reading. Cause normally you'd have to book a reading to find that out, but it's there. You can go and find what Dasha you're in. It's planetary period. So it means whatever Dasha you are in that planet and all of its significations. So the, the signs that it rules, whatever house those signs are in, um, things like that are going to be more impactful for you during that time. So that was a little aside note, but if you are in a Mars Dasha, then this Mars retrograde might be a little more impactful for you. If you are ruled by Mars in any way, like if you're um, an Aries or Scorpio ascendant, perhaps also Aries or Scorpio moon, those kind of things, this might be a little more impactful. There's a few other things where Mars could be just having a little more of an effect on your life. Um, But I think in general, also for everybody, Mars is more impactful right now because Rahu is in Aries, which is a Mars ruled sign. So we're going to talk more about that, um, how the eclipses are playing in, how Rahu and Ketu are playing in. Um, Yeah, we'll just let it unfold. So the last time Mars was retrograde was fall of 2020. So around this same time, it was like when it was moving through, um, it was retrograding through Aries and Pisces and, uh, it was moving through Aries and Pisces. So the period before the retrograde and after when it moved through the same portions of the sky was like this same time of year. It was like August through, you know, November or so 
Um, the retrograde was really like in October, I think is when it began. I didn't write down the exact dates because it's not that serious. If you just think back to the fall of 2020 and think about how things were going for you related to Mars related matters. So what are Mars related matters? You might ask that's the, that's the kind of important question. So Mars, you might look to where Aries and Scorpio are on your birth chart and get the chart decoder if you need help figuring that out or you can always reach out to me if you have more specific questions I like to answer people's questions so don't hesitate to reach out but Mars rules so it's it's a fiery planet it's the red planet it's the warrior planet it represents our sort of like physical strength and drive and dedication and willpower uh, like motivation and vitality it also represents um, it has connections to like your Agni, your digestive fire, your third chakra, your inner sense of get up and go, right? Um, so anything that's like heat, passion, drive, those kind of things are Mars-related matters. It's also a significator of lands, real estate, technology, and engineering. So we'll talk about that, what Mars retrograde, could, how Mars retrograde could impact those things because we are also, I mean, we're seeing... Um, interesting stuff to say the least going on with real estate here in the United States for sure. Um, but then the body part that Mars kind of deals with or rules over is the chest. So that will play into our yoga practices that we will get into. Um, we'll talk about it. This just FYI. So, you know, I always try to explain this stuff really in depth so you can understand why I choose the yoga practices that I choose so that if you're taking this information and applying it to your own home practice or perhaps you're teaching, if you're a teacher, you know how I came up with what I did so that you can tweak it a little bit or apply the knowledge rather than just like me just telling you what's what because I would rather you know, you be able to apply your own creativity to it um, and your own meaning and not just take what I say at face value. That's the way I teach in general anyway. Like if you come to my classes, I'm not one to tell you what to do. I'm more one to tell you how to do it so you can explore it in your own light of awareness, you know. So now we've mentioned the last time Mars was retrograde, it was retrograding through Aries, which it rules, and Pisces. Um, in fall of 2021, the last time it was in uh, Taurus and Gemini was February, or sorry, fall of 2020 was the last time Mars was retrograde. Um, the last time it was in Taurus and Gemini, which is where it's retrograding now, was around February to May of 2021. So if you think back to that time and kind of what was going on in your life related to these things that I just mentioned, what Mars kind of rules over. So uh, your heart really, so it's not, I don't want to say like your heart, like your heart chakra, cause we're going to talk about chakras in a moment. And I also mentioned that it was kind of like the third chakra, but like your chest, like, can you, you know, say it with your chest? Like that kind of thing is Mars, like what's going on with Mars, you know, um, and standing, you know, like a warrior would like standing with, with puffing out your chest, like a proud chest, like that's a very Mars energy. Um, the chest and having like a strong chest, broad chest, those kind of things are like Mars related. So maybe I should just go ahead and mention it while we're here. 
if you want to come tomorrow morning, if you're listening to this the day that it releases on Wednesday, our yoga practice on Wednesday, October 26th will still be related to the eclipse that's happening today or happened early this morning, I believe. Um, we'll be exploring that, but we've already started weaving in themes of neck and shoulders because Mars also has to do with that. So, so we've been weaving that in. And we'll continue to. So, like, for example, ever since Rahu's been in Barney, we've been weaving in a lot of pelvic floor work and diaphragmatic breathing, which has to do with the pelvic floor. Um, and you can go back and listen to the Rahu and Barney episode because it's still there and will continue to be there this whole entire Mars retrograde and until, like, February is when Rahu will change nakshatras again. Um so anyway, things things related to vitality, physical strength, stamina, willpower, motivation, those kind of things are going to be called to the forefront during this Mars retrograde. So as I was mentioning before, hopefully this all makes it like I'm very tangenty, but it's it's all going to come together, I promise. Um I have a point. We're getting there. Right? So um when retrograde when retrogrades happen, they are the planet is appearing to move backwards in the sky. It's not physically moving backwards. But what that means from an archetypal standpoint is it's kind of like going back over your work. That like that kind of notion, like rereading through things you've already done um, or taking this like two steps back to take three steps forward type thing. When you sometimes sometimes you have to pull back or also the same idea of like pulling back the arrow to launch it forward you have to go backwards to go forward again. That whole idea. And then hopefully, you know, when you pull back your arrow, you're taking aim. Or when you proofread your work, you're like making it better while you're there, while you're at a place you've already been. So that's the idea with a retrograde is you're kind of exploring how you could make whatever better. And so that whatever piece is where it gets tricky. Like that's what we're here to figure out, right? Because it could be where Gemini and Taurus are in your birth chart. It could also be where Mars is in your birth chart. Um, Like there's a lot of different things that play into this. But from an overarching standpoint, you just want to think about archetypes of Gemini and Taurus. And um yeah, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about what Mars first, Mars and Gemini means, and then Mars and Taurus we'll get to next. Because it's really only spending like two weeks of the retrograde period retrograding through Gemini. And then it will most of the time be retrograding through Taurus. But just in a nutshell, Mars in Gemini um, has to do with, you know, your mind, like it can make Mars and Gemini can make you have like a quick mind. It can make you be like good at problem, excuse me, problem solving. It's also like this is a very good time for like science and scientific thinking, being analytical. Um, it might have like it might be a good time for just learning in general. And if there was ever a time to kind of like review things you've already learned, especially as they relate to like you know, science and that kind of stuff. Uh, while Mars is in Gemini, or especially while it's retrograding in Gemini, would be a great time to do that. Um, but the the shadow side of Mars in Gemini is 
having a sharp tongue or perhaps being clever to the point of being a little bit cunning, you know, cunning with like the bad connotation of cunning. Um, so, um, it can also cause like burnout. Like if you're moving too fast, it can cause burnout, like pitta imbalance, this kind of stuff. Mars, Mars retrograde in general can be a time for pitta imbalance. Um, and so you can think of Gemini as an air sign while Mars is there or retrograding there, especially it might be kind of like fanning the flames too much. Right. And then, so when Mars retrogrades back into Taurus, um, Taurus is ruled by Venus and also Rahu is in Mars ruled Aries in a nakshatra ruled by Venus right now. So while Mars is retrograding through Taurus, like Venus related matters, you know, so love, sensuality, pleasure, relationships, those things can get a little tricky. So it can be a good time for being like charming, seductive, like tapping into those sexual energies and being affectionate, but it can also be a time where on the shadow side, while Mars is retrograding Taurus, it might be a time of like too high passion. Um, you know, like temper when it comes to relationships. So, and then also while Mars is retrograding through Gemini, like just watch, you know, that sharp tongue thing, like watch what you say, that kind of stuff. Um, also watch out for like spinning your wheels type energy, like just being active and, and doing stuff just for the sake of doing it and not having like a clear direction. Um, that can cause some sense of burnout too. If you're like just doing stuff just to do it without a clear sense of like why you're applying your focus and willpower and drive to a certain thing. Um, yeah. So on the physical side, some, Physical challenges that might be brought up by Mars retrograde, and this is in general, this is for the whole time, both while it's in Gemini and Taurus, is um, things like respiratory infections, shoulder and neck problems, low back pain. So let's talk about, no, before we talk about yoga practices, just bookmark that in your brain. Let's talk about what in general this retrograde time is a good time for, what it's a bad time for. And then we'll get into the yoga practices and journal prompts. So in general, it's a good time to slow down and think before you speak or spend. Because especially while while Mars is retrograding through Gemini is going to be more of a think before you speak time. But so is, I mean, so is Mars retrograding in Taurus. So it might be a little more poignant while it's in Gemini or also while it's moving back over. So here's the thing with the retrograde. If you do make a mistake, if one of these shadow side things kind of comes up for you, once it goes direct and retraverses over that area of the sky, over the signs, nakshatras that it retrograded through, it might be a good time to repair and do better. Obviously, you want to try and repair like as soon as like if you throw a temper tantrum, you know, and try to blame it on Mars retrograde, whatever, like just be really careful. Try not to be inflammatory with your speech. Try not to be rash with your spending. Um, I like maybe stay out the comments on the internet for the next like few months. You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. Unless, I mean, you know, if being inflammatory in the comments is like what helps you get your rage out so that you don't do it on your partner or your friend, like whatever, by all means. But I would suspect that it would sort of be like a fanning the flames type thing. Like if you get 
kind of all inflamed from the comments, then that might spill over into other areas of your life. So just be on the watch out for that kind of stuff. Watch out for like this in yourself and others, like being divisive. Um, also just like spending impulsively, especially while Mars is in Taurus. Um, and it's a good time in general to take care of your neck and shoulders. And so explore posture. So this is something, like I mentioned, we've already been exploring this a little bit. I didn't say it, but, um, it's what's kind of been coming up. And then, so with your posture, as you may know, or maybe not, I'm going to tell you, uh, Sometimes when you have a problem with an area, you need to look up or down the chain from that area, right? So if you have low back pain, for example, it could be because your shoulders are out of alignment. So you're having to tilt your rib cage in a weird way, which is putting more compression on your lower back, for example. Like that's just one example of something that can cause low back pain. So this kind of thing is what we'll be exploring in our not the moon day practices. Those are just like really simple seated movement. Usually sometimes laying down movement, um, never standing on Mondays. And then we have like 10 to 15 minutes of guided meditation that you can do either laying down or seated. And then Wednesdays, now they're down to 30 minutes, um, because that's just what the current members requested and current members get what they ask for because they're members. Um, and so they requested it be down to 30 minutes and that's fine so that they can be off and they like that routine. So that's what we're doing. So Mondays and Wednesdays, 6 a.m. Eastern time. If you sign up, you get the recording immediately. Um, you can drop in without being a member. So uh, we're exploring those things, the relationship of your shoulders to your rib cage and then your rib cage to your pelvis, which has to do with your posture. It's also what we'll see in like your sort of like your inner flame um, and how those things have to have to map onto like your Agni and how, you know, I taught a class about it this morning, um, in person and that whole like shoulder girdle and, and everything. And it just, to me, it feels like after I kind of do all that stuff, it feels like I can stand a little taller and kind of embody that, like say it with your chest, like walk proud kind of Mars energy that I was talking about earlier. So that's what we'll be exploring in a physical sense. You can join us, get the recording, or you can explore it in your own practice. But it's also in general a good time during this whole Mars retrograde to take care of your uh, skin. Watch out for signs of Pitta imbalance. So one sign of pitta imbalance is skin rashes, like problems with your skin, like skin getting hot and fiery that can look like rashes, like itchy rashes. Um, so those are some things that could come up. So here's the thing, like I mentioned before, Mars has connection to Agni and your Agni is a fire. And so fire, fires need two things. They need fuel, like earth element, and they need air. They need oxygen the air element. And so while Mars is retrograding through Gemini, things might get a little distorted with the air element. So, so that's, it can lead to Pitta imbalance. And then while it's retrograding through Taurus, it's, it might be like, almost like putting too much fuel on the fire where it like, um, it's hard to digest. It's too much. And so that might look like a Kappa imbalance. This like kind of stagnation, um, and like you're kind of smothering the flame a little bit when it has too much, like you put too much shit on the fire and it doesn't have enough room to breathe, 
right? Like that's, uh, that's what the kind of stuff that might be coming up while Mars is retrograding through Taurus. So, um, yeah, so take care of your Agni during this time. And so I just want to say also because of the time of year it is, as we move into Vata season, and we're moving through Vata season here in the Northern Hemisphere, um, late fall into early winter, that's sort of like too much wind archetype, too much fanning the flames to, um, that might be coming up and like too much cold. So, so watch out for that. That could be exacerbating things, especially while Mars is in Gemini. And then while Mars is retrograding through Taurus and we head into Kappa season, like the dead of winter, watch out for stagnation. Like, um, yeah, we'll explore that more as we go. And especially on my other podcast, The Science of Light, I talk a little bit more about the seasons from an Ayurvedic perspective. And I've got some other cool episodes in store. So we'll talk about um, yoga for anxiety and yoga for depression or stagnation. So those things might come up. Watch out for those episodes over there. Go and make sure you're subscribed so you get them when they come out. Um, So we'll talk about that kind of stuff. Those are just the kind of imbalances you might see. And then so also in general, it's a good time to open your heart and care for others. Because so especially while Mars is retrograding in Gemini, or I mean, sorry, Taurus, it can be a time of like being a little more self-serving um, for what it's worth. Um, I don't know how else to put that like in a better way. Um, like a little overpassionate where you're kind of like focusing a lot on your own personal needs and a good way to snap out of that, especially since Mars has connections to the chest. And so that the chest has connections to the heart area, um, opening your heart and caring for others is always a great remedy. Step outside of yourself and get, you know, just, just be, caring for others. And so here's also just an aside, something I've been thinking about, like I talk about selfless service, Seva as a good remedy for a lot of things, especially Saturn related things. Um, and so I just want you to like, think about to do Seva, to do selfless service. You don't necessarily have to like plan a whole day and go build a whole house for Habitat for Humanity or whatever. Like you don't have to do something gigantic. Like it can just be little, honestly, like the little small actions, just creating that culture in your life of like, always hold the door for people, like smile and nod when you pass somebody, um, just like brighten your little corner of the world, have an attitude of service to the people closest to you, perhaps first. And then if you have extra bandwidth after that, because what, like, what does it matter if you're out there like serving strangers, if you're not having an attitude of service towards those closest to you, right? That's just something that's been on my mind lately. Thought I'd mention it um, as a tangent, as you all know, I'm good for those. So in general, it's a good time for taking calculated action towards your passion. So this is the thing, the whole time, um, your vitality and willpower and drive and those kinds of things can be distorted. And they're going to, it's going to be distorted in different ways while Mars is in Gemini versus Taurus. But the whole time it's going to be distorted. So if you can try to maintain a consistent willpower and drive as much as you can, that's going to be the move. Like that's the whole, if I could sum this whole episode into one thing is like trying to maintain consistency 
while you're, while Mars is in Gemini, it might be that you're like spinning your wheels, going in too many different directions while Mars is in Taurus. It might be that you're like feeling burnt out after that, after Mars being in Gemini and it moves back into Taurus and it might be like, oh, I have too much shit to do. Like I can't do all of it. Feeling like overwhelmed. Right. Um, or also in Taurus, it can lead a little bit to like focusing on short-term pleasures. So if you can kind of like maintain this, like put your head down, be steady, um, be sattvic, be in the middle energy the whole time. And if you are taking calculated action, like have a plan, know what you need to do, stick to it. Don't get too like off track or, um, overwhelmed so that you don't do anything. You know, that kind of thing is going to be the move the whole time is a bad time for making rash decisions. Like the whole time Mars is retrograde, you might feel impulsive. You might feel like um, uh, impulsive with your speech more so while Mars is in Gemini and impulsive with your like sexual pleasure or spending, um, that kind of thing while Mars is in Taurus. So just to recap again, just I'll say that all more quickly before we move into yoga practices and journal prompts. In general, you want to slow down, think before you speak or spend the whole time, like from now until March. Just think twice before you say anything or spend any money. Um, and then take care of your neck and shoulders. Explore posture. Explore how your neck and shoulders relate to your lower back. Um, and we'll be exploring that in our in our practices together, or you can certainly explore it in your own practice. Um, and then take care of your skin. Watch out for signs of pitta imbalance. And then also open your heart and care for others. So that the open your heart in a physical sense will come from exploring the neck and shoulders alignment for sure, for certain. Um, and then rib cage to pelvis alignment. Those are the kind of things we've been exploring and we'll continue to explore through this lens in our practices together. And then it's a good time for taking calculated action towards your passions. Like it's a good, it's good to make, uh, use your drive and willpower towards something that lights up your passion. It's not good to get hot headed or be temper tantrum or make rash decisions, um, related to your passion. So one quick note before I get into yoga practices, because this is going to also have to do with the journal prompts from an astrological standpoint. Mars and Saturn are considered enemies. And let me tell you why I think at least one portion of why that is. Saturn has to do with discipline. So discipline is when you get up and do the things you need to do, even when you don't feel like it. Mars has to do with willpower. Willpower is extremely fleeting. It can be more it can feel like more of a high than discipline, right? Like it can feel like maybe you even get more done when you have willpower. It's like better. But discipline is what carries you through when willpower is challenged. So we can explore more of that, like how to lean, especially now that Saturn's direct in Capricorn, like discipline can be at an all time high right now. So over the next few months, it might be a time to rely on discipline over willpower. So that's going to have to do with the journal prompt. We'll get there in a second. So yoga practices to work with this energy. If I didn't state it explicitly enough, um, 
kind of things we'll be doing in our practices together are like exploring the movement of the shoulder blades in relation to the rib cage in different movements. So this might look like cactusing the arms in um, like warrior poses, you know, like warrior one, high lunge, doing the cactus arm thing, um, exploring how the shoulder blades move in relation to the rib cage through cat cow, that kind of stuff, exploring how the pelvis and rib cage and shoulder blades move in relation to each other in cat cow. That is going to be indicated a lot. And then also deep core work. So deep core work, like connecting to your transverse abdominis, um, that kind of stuff, which we've already been exploring while Rahu is in Barney, um, that can help ignite your Agni, ignite your willpower. But then, like I mentioned, it might, it's going to be a better time in general to just focus on discipline over motivation because motivation is going to be extra fleeting during this time. It's going to be extra like hot, like extra hot when it's hot and extra gone when it's gone. So this is not a time for the next like you know, until March at least to try to only worry about motivation. Like it's going to be a time to cultivate discipline. And so deep core work can help with that. And then also anything Ayurvedic wise, that's going to help with your Agni. So this is where it gets a little, like, I can't make a general statement because like I mentioned before, it might be that you're tending towards the Kappa imbalance side where you're like taking in too much and it's hard to digest. Um, And, or it might be the other way where it's like, there's not enough fuel, too much fan on the flames, you know, so just watch out for pit imbalance It's you know, it's going to be a little bit less, I think time for pit imbalance, given that we're headed into like the cold time of year, at least here in the Northern hemisphere. But I'd be interested to hear how you folks in the Southern hemisphere, I know there's a ton of you interested in Vedic astrology that live in Australia in that area. I know it's like huge pop-in in Australia. So I'd be interested if you are in the Southern Hemisphere to hear how this plays out. It might be a little bit more of a time for Pitta Imbalance for you down there. Um, I'd love to hear from you and hear what you have to say about it. So yeah, rely on discipline over motivation. So my journal prompt question for you is, how can you take small steps towards what you're passionate about every single day? So that question really gets into your um, discipline over motivation. So this is what's going to carry you through when you're feeling unmotivated. And this is what's going to keep you grounded when motivation is high. Um, so that you don't get like too, like having a temper or something like that. So sign by sign for the members going out later today for this retrograde period. As always, if you'd like to book a reading to think about how this might impact you individually, you can do so. Sign up for the waitlist for the membership if you're interested um, in getting these sign by signs when I reopen the membership in a couple weeks. So Godspeed. Good luck to you. Remember to always keep your feet on the ground, your head in the stars, and stay in the light. Until next time, friends.